Hi, I'm Chris Penwell from ActiveQuest. And I'm Joseph Yaden. We are a video game podcast that takes a deep dive into the news, covering the latest gaming trends and stories pertaining to the industry. We also do our best to cover the most recent games and like to have an ongoing discussion with the audience. You can contact us on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow or via email at ActiveQuestPodcast at gmail.com. Please leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you hear. You can also find us on Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and Google Play. We appreciate you listening, everyone. And now, on to the show. This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. Please direct your attention to the... Come on! What's up, Argonauts? Dave here, and this is Arcast Mini, another episode here of Arcast Mini, and uh, I am welcoming back because we had him on a uh, on a full show some time ago. We're basically welcoming you back here to Mellow. So, what's up there, Mellow? Hey, nothing much. How about you? Uh, doing good, doing good. Um, yeah, like you know, we had you on before for like a full uh, full episode of Arcast in regards to your Streets of Resistance album, which is like kind of like that mashup of. Uh, hip-hop artist but like with the music of streets of rage uh which uh was really really good I'm, i was definitely like a super big fan of that one and uh now you're coming back with something um i guess like a little more original in a sense uh where it's uh it's called memories of tokyo toe and ode to jet set radio which is certainly something that's very near and dear to my heart because i absolutely adore the music from jet set radio and obviously you you do too like with this uh with this album that's coming out uh which will be out actually uh you know the day that this is dropping uh, on, the, on the 20th uh, so uh, yeah, it's, it's really really cool and it's really interesting, and um, I'm glad to see you like making this honestly, <laughs> just because like you, you really seem to kind of harness in on basically the best music that's out there in terms of like gaming and you know gaming history, and just truly make it uh, something that's cool and unique, pretty much, and it certainly like kind of speaks to your talents as well. Um, so I was, I was kind of curious, like um, like what was it about uh, the soundtracks to the Jet Set Radio games that made them special and spoke to you as a, as a musician? Well, they have. Uh, a kind of energy that was really really uh in game music around like the late 90s and early 2000s that was kind of harnessing the power of of hip-hop music Mm -hmm. uh but from a perspective of of japan a country where hip-hop didn't originate but only like uh got globally transferred and translated um it kind of took on like like a like yeah. a life of its own, really, over there in a lot of it ways. Did. Yeah. There's there's like a you know there was already a fascination with English language words, but when they're in a hip hop style, uh, I think that's that comes through even more strongly. Um, when composer Hideki Nakanuma was uh, like chopping up these vocals that are like very at a very simplistic. Um, you get songs like the uh, repetitive but charming "I Love Love You" mm, from yes. Jet Set Radio Future, and like it takes 
uh, like these very simple phrases, and because they're chopped up so much, and they have this jaunty music backing them up, they become so much more more meaningful somehow. Uh, and it's it's a really a really unique way to think of lyrics, I guess. It's like you're harnessing the power of of uh, lyrics with a good hook and just repeating them until they gain a new meaning. feel like it's like the hook that has more of the power instead of the words or is it the other way around Mm, i think it's it's the combination between the two the way that uh for example the funky dealer song from jet set radio future Mm. the action of the uh, the dealer's description of uh i guess it's um yeah, no, it's it's like some sort of game. I can't tell what it is. Uh but the description of the game kind of ramps up with the song. Um I think there's there's kind of a symbiosis there as um as the energy increases. So I, I think you know, the songs wouldn't be as much without the vocal. Um even though it's not always present, I think that you know the the understand understand sample is like the big thing you remember about that song. Um, the the vocal samples really drive everything, so it was really important for me to have uh, that element, if nothing else, in my uh, interpretation. Yeah, I think um, because I, I remember I was a big fan actually of that Funky Dealer song actually, and uh, I, I used to just, you know with me being um, you know kind of like fascinated with like voice acting in general, like I was always kind of fascinated just with the uh, I guess like the sample of like that uh, of that like dealer kind of sound. Like I think it's like he, I think it's like a crap dealer basically. Uh, he's basically saying like a high and a winner, pay the front line, take the don'ts. And like yeah. it's, it's just uh, it, it has like this really. Um, I think it's just with sampling those particular words like along with the. I don't know. Uh, I guess like that kind of jaunty kind of uh, sound that they, that the, you know, the, that the Jetsu Radio soundtracks are kind of like known for, uh, just kind of just works so well in that. Especially when you're thinking of like you know high stakes games of some sort. So um, it just you know worked very well like in, in regards to that particular song. And since we mentioned them too, uh, you know, this being like a dedication actually to the work of the original games composer um, Hideki Naganuma, uh, how did you break down the sound he created to make something original yet in the same wheelhouse? Well, there are some uh, sounds that he likes a lot that I don't like as much, or that I, um, I guess, didn't didn't grow up with there's a little bit of uh, what do you call it uh like rockabilly <laughs> sound yeah i his, see that and i'm not uh as much into that and there's also there's a little more swing i guess um mm-hmm. so i'm into a lot of the same instruments like you have to have the big uh brass section you have to have the funky bass lines and guitars there's some things that have to be the same but um and some of his his drum layering and drum patterns are a lot more quirky than mine. So there's mm-hmm. that too. Um, and there's th- there's certain things that I know I would be like forcing if I tried to take on 
Um, and I knew that it would be better if I just did my natural uh, way of doing things. And you know, it would it would feel more like my album, and it would also, I think, as long as there's enough elements of Jet Set Radio, people will just go along with it. Mm, for sure, yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. you basically kind of, like, took, like, I guess the parts of, like, you know, the sound... Obviously, like, with the Jet Set Radio, uh, you know, with, like, both soundtracks anyway, like, they have kind of this amalgamation of different sounds. Like, you have, like, your acid jazz and J-pop and, like, you know, like, almost, like... I don't know. I guess like screamo in some cases, like with the birthday you know, with, with the birthday cake song, <laughs> like all that. Yeah. So, um, so th- there's all sorts of like I guess like different sounds. I guess to kind of like choose from. So you, you basically just kind of just picked and choose whatever ones that made sense with what sounds that you personally like from from those uh, albums. Like is that is that kind of fair? Yeah. Enough to say? And the other thing besides that is that of course the Jet Set Radio soundtracks are a compilation of like I don't know. I think Future was like eight or nine different artists, some only doing one song. Um, mm-hmm. And I also kind of wanted to emulate that, although uh, having like a full rock song or something would be beyond uh, the capability of what I could do for it. I do have like three vocal songs on the album um, and a lot of like little vocal appearances by me, but just some straight rap songs so that they're not all like the uh, big beat electronic style. I try to switch mm-hmm. up the genre as much as I can within my own style yeah because i i know you um you basically sample in parts of other jet set radio songs mm-hmm. in there uh you know which, which i certainly know is but obviously like with your own um basically kind of like sound and basically like your own everything else pretty much like within the uh mm-hmm. within the songs um but uh, i was really curious actually uh, since you did mention that with the vocals uh with the uh with the dj professor k parts uh, were, were those parts sampled did you have someone help you with making original lyrics or, or like original i guess like uh just, just vocalizing like from that so those are uh, unused voice clips from Jet Set Radio Future that oh, someone okay. dug up from the uh, the CD. Uh, there is there's a ripping tool for, I guess it was actually created because people love Jet Set Radio Future so much. But there's a ripping tool for uh, Xbox, um, I guess disc images that allows you to uh, find stuff on there. And there were a lot of voice samples from like the different police officers and the characters. But, you know, the Professor K stuff was the most valuable to me. So I looked through stuff that um, that wasn't in the game to see, like, what I could make into part of a song. I have that uh, part in Pump Up the Love, uh, my first track that is, like, kind of an inst- inspirational speech. Uh, that I could see how it wouldn't really fit in the game, but it works perfectly for that song. And um, there's another one where he's, like, introducing a an old record. And I use that vocal to have him introduce a song where I uh, make use of a pretty well-known Jesse Radio sample. Mm. So it's like, this one's an old one, really taking us back. And then you have me kind of referencing an older song. This track ain't seen the light of day in close to 30 years. Once I dust it off a little, I'm going to let it rip. So listen up. the jet set radio classic i think it's yeah called. yeah jet yeah. set classic um so yeah I, I use those pretty opportunistically and i also wanted to use something that wasn't in the game to throw people off and mm-hmm. <laughs> have people wonder like you said if i had if i hired someone to do 
his voice. <laughs> the original, um, the voice actor is Billy Brown, who I think has a currently airing TV show right now. Oh, really? Do you, mm-hmm. do you know like which, which TV show that is? Or? I don't. Okay. <laughs> I definitely know he's on a TV show, but I don't know what it is. I gotta find that just just so I can see like uh, see see Professor K like on the on TV. There, yeah, so. I have I have absolutely looked up. Oh, how to get away with murder is what he's oh, on. Oh, okay, that's uh, that's a Netflix show, isn't it? Uh, I think I think it's um an ABC show. Oh, is it? Okay. Oh, he was he was a voice in Adventure Time. Oh, Adventure. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. All right. <laughs> I I gotta look into like his uh, previous work <laughs> in that case to really catch up with him then. Um, yeah. So there's uh there's like another song actually that uh really kind of like perked my ears up uh, just because it uh it had a specific sample in it. Uh, so there's a song Getaway. Um, I have to ask you right away. Did you sample the Metal Mario theme from Super Mario 64 in that? I did not. Okay, because it sounds very much like it. So. I'm probably working from the same bass sounds that they did for that song. You know, if it sounds that familiar, um, so I'm probably I probably took something that they also used and just went my own way with it. Because what I've done is looked up a bunch of sample CDs from the '90s, um, which uh, composers around that time were trying to avoid, you know, directly sampling stuff, but they still liked the idea of sampling. And having uh, loops like ready-made to use if they didn't have instruments. So, um, what likely happened is that I stumbled upon a sample that is also used in that song. But I would look for ones that were specifically used a lot by the Sega composers so that I could um, have a better likeliness of coming upon some of the classic Jet Set Radio sounds, which I did a lot. I have a lot of the recognizable vocal samples in there, like the Understand and yeah, uh, like this, like that, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's just because um like I, like I know with that particular with that particular track like with uh, with Getaway it just had the um. I don't know, like with the and that's straight up like Metal Mario <laughs> from Mario, oh, like, yeah. like that. So like, if, if you actually kind of like hear it too, like I'm, I'm sure, uh, I'm, I'm sure, kind of like perk up in that sense. But like, it, it makes sense though too, like if the sampling kind of um, kind of doubled up or tripled up in some cases, maybe um, like with uh, you know with composing like other songs and other soundtracks and just yeah. you know cer- certain sounds is kind of sticking with certain composers like that. Yeah, uh, so, so that's really cool. Um, and I was kind of curious actually if there was like a particular song. Uh, from this particular album, from Memories of Tokyo Toe, uh, that you had the most fun creating? Honestly, I think um, <laughs> this this very, I guess, troubled song of mine called uh, 24-Hour Party People. is vocal track. It's it's a song that I have been like trying to figure out how to write for about two or three years. Not like intently, but just every once in a while I would come around to it and think, oh, that's such a great sample. Um... The sample is from, I think, from like an old Transformers TV show. One mellow, cause the two are seeing double after about three drinks. So before I get into trouble, slap you five and grab a taxi. Don't even have to ask me if I'm tired. Y'all stay wide like old telephones. I need my time alone in my home. Create my zone prone, cuddling with an old movie on, and I'm gone. So if you're calling me to come back to the streets and get freaks, please, I ain't even trying to get it. See you. 
I knew I recognized it from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I and I don't want to talk about that too much because technically I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> but um, but it, it's from that, and I really I use it for the, as the intro song for my podcast, so people are going to recognize it from that and kind of have a good moment. But yeah, I wanted to. I had a good idea for a hook for that and how to scene a little bit with that song. And it's actually, it's the one I find myself like listening to the most now that it's done and kind of being fascinated that it's finally done. <laughs> and, um, I, th- I think I like how much I was able to change things up, uh, every minute with that song. Something that across the album I had the most fun doing, but was also the most hard is keeping things fresh by, making like either dramatic or small changes very often to make all the songs feel alive and like they were never just looping too much. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. I was kind of curious actually with that, um, that, that 24 hour party, uh, song there, like with, um, I guess like, like what was kind of like the thinking, I guess, behind that, like, was it to make something that sounded like you were at this party that was kind of like never ending. And so like the songs just <laughs> kind of like had this, um, almost like it, like the, the sound just kind of gradually changes like over time, but all compacted within like, I think it's like a four plus minute song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just, you know, there's so many rap songs that are about like doing very well at a show or like going to the club or whatever, but I hate doing that stuff. I really hate it. <laughs> and I'm often very vocal about hating it, uh, but, but never on a song. So I did want to make a song and the idea is like, uh, being welcomed on stage and then just telling everybody how much how bad they make my life. <laughs> okay, all right. But it's honestly not um, it's it's not anybody's uh, fault, and I try to make it funny. Um, but I do have like a lot of of social anxiety that crops up with like going out to uh, public appearances and shows and stuff, especially before the show there's always this freak out moment of like, Ugh, none of my music is good or I'm not offering them anything new in this show. Um, or it's not going to be performed in a, in an interesting way. And this is, uh, this is me shaking all that out and maybe I'll, I'll start performing. This as my first song to, to shake it out on stage. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Cause I, I remember, um, I think we did actually talk about this the last time that we had you on our cast, uh, just talking about like with, um, in terms of like live performances and how that's something that you've been kind of like uh, shying away from more or less like you know, like whenever I guess whenever people would like ask you about it or whenever the idea just kind of creeps into your head uh, but I mean if you ever do I mean th- this would certainly be like a great album I feel like to you know try to kind of do live I guess in a sense because yeah. it is it is basically like your own like original music and it could certainly be something you know at least in my mind anyway uh, could be great like if you're going to say like inventions and kind of like playing this like where people who have an appreciation for gaming music and certainly there'll, there'll be a lot of Jet Set Radio fans in that case uh, mm-hmm. would certainly have a lot of, a lot of appreciation for you uh, for what you're doing here yeah it's it's really nice to to finally have something that is all my own it still references something uh, but does it in a way where I can still sell it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and, and you know, I can still, I I don't have to think like, oh, well, people just like this because they remember it, uh, mm-hmm. because I legitimately built all this from the ground up and I know it's all mine. Uh, so that's really, it's really nice that I've finally um, completed what I've been trying to do since Chrono Jacob blew up, which is to slowly move people towards like the the music i really want to make uh without like ripping something out from under them you know i still like to do the mashups um but i also want people to realize like this is my true thing this is 
this is yeah. what I really wanted to do. Yeah, which um, which makes sense too. Like why the um, read only memory soundtrack is certainly like a big one you like to promote because that is like your own original music and also you know that's also made for like a big project and everything being uh, being for like its own like uh, for like a video game and everything too, which is really great. Um, so yeah, obviously you have like a lot of like kind of like work in that sense. Uh, and certainly, like something to you know, as you said, to kind of direct people more towards like your more like original stuff because that's like the stuff that you can actually sell uh, as opposed to, I guess, the nostalgia fueled um, like albums they have like with uh, you know with Chrono Jiga and Streets of Resistance and all that. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I can certainly understand like as an artist, like you know, what, like why you would want to, well, you know, why why you would want to see that progression uh, like in that way for sure. Yeah. Um, I was kind I was kind of curious too to kind of get back into uh, with Naganuma. Uh, have you ever personally like reached out to him, or has he ever personally reached out to you, like in the making of this particular project? Oh, a little bit, and it's funny because, uh, so so I, he did uh, listen to one of the singles and said that he liked it, and he liked that he could recognize some of the sounds in there. Um, I'll probably try to reach out to him a, a little harder when the full thing is done and released to see if he wants to listen to it. Uh, but the first interaction I ever had with him, and he is very good on Twitter uh, talking to people. He seems to have a pretty good grasp on English, and I think most of his tweets are English now that he's realized that there's such a like rabid Jet Set Radio fan base on Twitter. Um, but one of the first interactions I had with him was, uh, asking him if he could share a sample CD that is now discontinued and very hard to get, but I know he has it because I've heard a lot from it. And he, he, uh, quote tweeted me and said, no, that is illegal. (laughs) (laughs) So it was just like a public shaming, uh, by one of my favorite composers. (laughs) It was was pretty hard on me. I mean, I, I definitely laughing about it, but at the same time, no. I, you know, I was I was mad at him for not preserving sample history, and I, <laughs> I was upset that I didn't get the CD. And how dare you ask me about why? <laughs> why be a cop? You know, you don't work at Sega anymore. Why? Why? Right. Why do this? Just give uh, me. I, the- I, I guess I, I, I guess Sega is like the entity that owns that particular sample CD, so I guess he has no control yeah. over it. But at the same time, I guess like it, it might maybe part of that might be like lost in translation, maybe a little bit over Twitter. That's <laughs> true. Too. That's true. Yeah, but uh, it, it is pretty interesting, like how you had that. Uh, uh, I guess like run in like in that regard, but also at the run in the fact that he did actually listen to you know to like uh, to some of your music from this particular album mm-hmm. and um, certainly gave like the okay for it anyway, or at least kind of gave it like his good graces, which is nice. Oh yeah, and I and I've been uh, nervous. Well, not nervous, but there's been a little um, I guess thought in the back of my head while making that that like I wonder if it's kind of like showboaty and kind of rude for me to be out here kind of. Um, doing doing well and profiting off a, a style that, well, it's mostly my own, but there's parts of it that wouldn't be around if not for him. And is it is it weird for me to continue with this style of music that uh, that he is not even actively doing? Because uh, I know it's it's sometimes harder for, you know, I don't know what his work situation is, and he might not be able to drop everything and do his own Jet Set Radio fan album. Mm. Right, yeah. I mean, I guess, um, I guess, like that's kind of like a personal question they kind of have, have to ask yourself. Like, if you know, because like obviously with a lot of hip hop artists out there, like they'll sample things, in, you know, into their songs and like you know make references to things or like you know just straight up like um, basically take the the entire um, sound of another song and integrate it into like more of a hip hop fashion or whatever it might be. Um, so I guess like you, you, that's kind of like something that I guess you would have to ask yourself, like if you're okay with other people doing that, are you okay with yourself doing that too? Um, in order to kind of make something that people, I guess, instantly have a nostalgic 
um, affinity towards, as well as listening to something that is completely brand new and is completely original and, and your own. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, like, uh, like I just wasn't sure, I guess, if that's, I don't know, something that kind of crossed your mind, I guess, like when thinking about, like, uh, I guess, like the, for lack of a better term, the okayness of, like, using, like, similar sounds or, yeah. uh, you know, that kind of integrate it, like, within, like, your own songs and your own sounds and everything. Because uh, think... obviously this is kind of, like, a big uh, big move away from, you know, the, uh, the like, the mashup albums that you've done before. The mashups did prepare me for it, though, because... With those, I was already trying to figure out a way of like, oh, how can I make this not just these rehashed instrumentals, especially because I edit them so lightly sometimes that people just think it's the actual music from their childhood <laughs> and they will go and listen to it uh, while playing the game again and be like, where's where's that drum? Right. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> so I can sort of mess with people's heads that way. Uh, and I try to take it a touch beyond that and like add a story like with Nasylvania making Nas like the heir to the Belmont um, in the Belmont family, uh, taking like these little stories of my own and interweaving them. Uh, I didn't get much chance to put a story in this, but kind of the general idea is that Rokaku is to represent all the things that are uh, burdening young people in my generation. Still the Jet Set radio games were a lot more playful with this like a lot more playful with the idea of someone uh, being incredibly greedy, controlling the media, um, controlling like how, how things get voted for. Um, but I don't know. That's pretty real. And I feel like if there was another jet set radio game, it would be really easy to draw from what's happening in the world right now yeah, uh, and make sure. it a little more realistic. And I think, I think though though they're very simplistic in the older games, it's it's really easy to draw parallels, um, and it kind of naturally fits. Um, so so I, I always feel comfortable that the music I'm making is mine, and that even if I'm heavily referencing something, uh, no one could do it the way I could at least. Uh, right, exactly. And that yeah. that helped me have enough confidence to do that. And I think that I'll I'll do like these pseudo covers of. Uh, more games in the future. I don't know how uh, how blatant it will be every time. For this one, I obviously wanted to go uh, very loud with it, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, it's it's really cool. And like, honestly, I'm I'm just like a big fan of um, of like you know of like your work like before and everything with the mashups and even with like some of like your, of your original stuff too. I think is really cool. Um, so hopefully, you know, with this uh, being. Uh, kind of like somewhere like in the middle, basically like that kind of gray area between like the mashups and like your your own like original music. Uh, that will kind of bring people to uh, you know more in like as far as the kind of checking out like you know with more of your of your work, which is uh, you know which is just like stellar, honestly. Like I, I think you do like amazing work, and hopefully this will uh, kind of bring people more you know mm-hmm. more to like with that. And who knows, like if we do actually see a new Jet Set Radio game sometime in the future. Maybe you know we could take you know songs from this particular yeah. album and integrate it into that. Like I, I think that's it makes a, sense. That's a stretch goal. That's a great stretch goal. I, yeah, <laughs> uh, actually, I tried to get on a lot of uh, Jet Set Radio fan game teams, but it was either that uh, like they they weren't really professional, which didn't have their stuff together, which is completely understandable for a fan game because it's a hobby project, or um, maybe just not taking it from these stylistic angle i would uh i was really 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 distraught to hear recently um about the jet set radio game that was pitched uh that to i think to sony and sega 
Yes. And Sony was into it. Sega was not, from what I hear, anyway. And uh, the fact that it happened that close and that I wasn't involved. <laughs> <laughs> but, right. But seriously, the fact that that uh, that we got that close, that there's still something holding it up from coming back is... Yeah. It's both exciting and disappointing at the same time because it's like, wow, this is actually a, an ongoing thing. It's not stone dead. Sony yeah, oh yeah. Cares. I mean, for for anything that has like its fair number of fans, like that, you're going to have a fair number of fans with enough time and with enough talent to want to actually kind of take things in their own, you know, in their own hands with the, with the uh, with a project like that. Even though it's a project that's dealing with an IP that's not owned by them by any means, mm-hmm. um, but you know, you, you'll see that, like, say, for example, like with uh, with Chrono Trigger and everything. And like Chrono Trigger has uh, that Crimson Echoes fan game that was made, and then there was that um, I think Flames of Eternity that was kind of following up from that as well. And mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just people who want to kind of see a continuation of these games, or at least like these style of games too like we even see that with um you know with like lost sphere and i am satsuna from tokyo rpg factory and um you know trying to kind of bring back like those like chrono trigger style rpgs or at least the 16-bit style rpgs uh in that fashion and um certainly too like with uh you know in in regards to jet set radio like with uh um hover revolt of gamers like that's a very jet set radio like game um and you know as as you mentioned there too like with that fan game that uh that was pitched to sony uh, and also sega but sega shot that down um i can only hope that you know, if Sega shot it down, then hopefully they have some plans for Jetsa Radio in the future yeah. on in their own end. Um, yeah, but I guess we'll kind of wait and see. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for for uh, for Sonic Forces and everything for sure. I mean, there uh, is I've, something I've to that. that 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 like one okay, one of the four costumes for Sonic Forces is Jetset Radio. Another one's Persona. It's like, hey, it gets that high up. You know, I don't yeah. know. They're thinking about it. Yeah, maybe. I mean, like, or you know, that, or like, there's like another. Um, what was it uh, Sonic and uh, Sonic Racers, like Unleashed or whatever it's called? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the, the race game is in that, and there's even a whole Jet Set Radio track. Uh, yeah, even started. Even um, even like Rio, like uh, kind of like uh, driving like the the forklift from uh, from Senmu. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's that. a Sonic Racing is a good game too. It's uh, obviously it's always going to be like the also ran to Mario Kart, but it, I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, but yeah, like you know, with uh, with memories of Tokyo Toe, though, if uh, if people want to go check it out, uh, there is two mellow dot net slash jetset, which I'll have like a link to the show notes below as well. Um, and I know it'll be like on your, um, uh, it's also on your Bandcamp page as well. Yeah. Um, so you know, so so people can basically find this like any number of ways, but uh, that's that just seemed like to be the easiest URL. Basically, it's, the it's a, it's basically a like pretty link to the Bandcamp page. It's really pretty. Yeah, it is. It is a link to the Bandcamp page. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So there, there's that. And um, where can people also go to find you on Twitter? And and, and also feel free like, to uh, to pimp out your uh, your podcast as well. Uh, Twitter.com/slash Mellow Makes Mellow without a W. Mellow Makes and uh, yeah, my podcast is Sample Study Cast. Uh, the Sample Study that is where I look at songs, usually hip hop songs, but I did do a song from Rez the game um and i kind of work work uh, backwards from hearing the original track and uh taking the samples they used and rebuilding it showing uh, people who listen every step of the way how the song was made and we get into a lot of conversations about also how or why they would use it in this certain way if it was like a technological uh burden that they weren't able to get across or or if it was stylistic uh, it's all guesswork, but it's very fun guesswork. 
And yeah. uh, and you can see why I, you know, how I'm able to track down all these jet set radio samples and think about how to use them when you listen to the stuff on the sample study. I'm just all about like charming, skillful regurgitation. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's really cool. Yeah. So like that, that that's like certainly um certainly kind of I guess like uh like a very unique take on like podcasting as well. Like, you know, aside from just uh, I guess like kind of conversational about like certain topics and everything. You're basically taking something that's already like just very audio driven by nature and utilizing it in a uh, in, in an episodic format. Sounds like yeah. If I, I if I was ever going to do a podcast, I always wanted it to be something very produced. It was either going to be like a narrative thing, mm. um, like a, a night veil vale or something, or or I finally hit on the idea of doing something with music. Makes sense. Mm. Yeah, the um, the former idea actually is something that I've been kind of playing around with myself, actually, mm-hmm. uh, as far as like uh, kind of getting into um, almost going back to the days of like radio plays in some ways. Yeah, I mean, that's, um, it's yeah. So, super weird, but that's what podcasts are doing. Like um, you, you see like people sitting around the radio for the the serials and you think, oh, that's ridiculous. It's such a what an archaic form of entertainment. But then you listen to your podcast. You're like, well. This is pretty much the same thing. Yeah, and it's it's kind of going back to that as well, actually, because I I know um I know Marvel is actually working on a uh, kind of like an episodic narrative uh, podcast, actually, like with uh, with, wow. kinda, like, with with like a Wolverine story or something. So it's going to be a completely original Wolverine, you know, like Wolverine style story, whatever, but in in a podcast format. That's amazing. Yeah, so we're we're seeing it come back. So like I I kind of like saw that as like hmm, it would be something that uh, I could I could certainly make use of my voice acting chops in some way, <laughs> you know, to kind of like utilize in that. Like I think I think it would be uh, be pretty cool. Uh, so, so certainly something uh, possibly on the horizon. Who knows? Uh, you know, you 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 may have heard it here first. Who knows? I, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but um, but uh, yeah, it, it's really cool. Like with uh, you know, obviously with the Jesset Radio uh, inspired soundtrack that you, that you know that you made here. Uh, made here mellow and uh, again it's called memories of tokyo toe and ode to jet set radio so uh, again that's to mellow.net slash jet set uh, in case you want to find the really pretty page that mellow made here that leads <laughs> to the bank campaigns yeah. uh, so that's really really cool and um yeah so you, you mentioned there with mellow uh, with at mellow makes for uh, for your twitter uh and if you if you want to follow the the, uh, the art cast on twitter we are at art podcast same thing for facebook we're at facebook.com slash art podcast and if you want to follow me on twitter it's at the guilty man uh we are also part of the retro zap uh, podcasting family basically so if you want to go check them out there's a whole bunch of other great podcasts on there as well especially the Star Wars variety uh, there's Bruise and Blasters, Kanata's Castle, Skywalking Through Neverland Starship Sabres and Scoundrels uh, there's also Beltway Bontas which is really cool because it combines both Star Wars and politics so if you're of both minds it's definitely the podcast for you there's also the Animaniacast so if you're a big Animaniacs fan it's definitely the podcast for you and it's also Rob Paulson approved uh, there is also the Deucecast Movie Show. So if you're a big movie uh, movie fan in general, then the, you definitely want to listen to those guys. Uh, they, they've been doing it for over 300 episodes now, so they, they definitely know what they're doing over there. And uh, there's also the Techno Retro Dads. So if you love old school stuff, and of course you do because you listen to the Rcast, you love the Techno Retro Dads because they cover stuff in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, not only just video games, but also toys, commercials, things like that. And before I forget also, we are also partnered with uh, don'tfeedthegamers.com. So if you're looking for uh, kind of fan-driven, uh, news and like a, just basically like a look into gaming in general that uh, that's definitely a great resource for. It's actually run by Liana Ruppert, who we've had on the show before for our Mass Effect episode. So definitely really cool stuff over there. So definitely check them out. Don'tfeedthegamers.com. And yeah, that's pretty much uh, our cast mini there in the book. So uh, Bello, thank you very much for speaking with me here and good luck with the, with the album. Thank you so much for having me. Bye.
Hey everyone, this is Rob and Jay from the Classic Gaming Podcast. We uh, play and talk about old school video games on our podcast. I know you probably couldn't have guessed that from the name of it, but uh, as for me, I tend to prefer the old, the good old point-and-click adventure game genre. I also like strategy games. I play a lot of a wide variety of stuff. Uh, uh, as for Jay? Yeah, I'm really partial to RPGs and RTSs, so things like Final Fantasy Tactics and Chrono Trigger to that of StarCraft or Age of Empires. Um, generally at the podcast, we try to stay on topic, but we usually end up going off on super, super far tangents. Give us a listen over at the HP Video Game Podcast Network. You can also find us at ClassicGamingPodcast.com, and uh, we hope you check us out.